dear chief, much has happened since we last spoke. Welcome to Dear Chief Podcast, where your hosts and their guests share the 411 of being married to the people who respond to 911s. Take a peek into fire family life and get unabashed advice on how to prevent forest fires in your marriage. Now, here's your hosts, two seasoned firewives, Audra and Chelsea. Hey there, and welcome back to Dear Chief's podcast. This is Chelsea. And I'm Audra. We're so excited to introduce today's guest to you all. We are welcoming to the show, Abby Rogers of Confessions of a Firefighter. Fire- oh my God. Let's start again. Take <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> two. <laughs> Tongue twister. Oh my God. All right. So Aiden's just going to edit that first sentence and we're just going to keep moving. We are so excited to introduce today's guest to you all. We are welcoming to the show Abby Rogers of Confessions of a Firefighter Wife Foundation. Abby is married to a California firefighter and started a lifestyle blog about the highs and lows of being married to a career firefighter and all that California's fire seasons bring while trying to maintain a relationship and raise kids. Through blogging, Abby discovered that there was a whole community of women slight silently holding down the fort and supporting their firefighters just like her. This prompted her to transform her blog into CFFW Foundation. CFFW offers education and awareness of important subjects such as mental health, firefighter cancer, and maintaining the home and marriage. CFFW also offers financial support to fire families in need on a case-by-case basis. Wow, that's an intro, man. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for being with us today, Abby. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Appreciate it. First question. Tell us about you and your firefighter. Um, I grew up with my husband and we met in elementary school and, um, we didn't start dating until my senior year of high school. Um, he was always someone that I had a crush on and like really wanted to be with. And then um, my senior year of high school, we started dating. He wasn't um, a firefighter when we started dating. He was a tile setter. And um, he, it wasn't until, let's see, we started dating in 2007. And then um, he started in 2008. And he started off um, with the Forest Service as a hotshot Um and that kind of started our, um, I guess, fire experience. And so um, in 2009, he went to Cal Fire and he's still with them today. He's a Cal Fire captain and um, we've been together since. So kind of short and sweet background. <laughs> so 2008 was when my husband got hired on with the city. So, oh, wow. um, and then he worked for he worked for Cal Fire for two years before that too. So we're in the same, um, hopefully the same retirement plan. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, and you have two babies, right? Yes, we have um, two daughters. Are you guys homeschooling like, like us? <laughs> this year we started the homeschooling because of the whole COVID situation. Um, and then, so it's been a, adjustment and challenge so 
Sorry, I'm a hot mess over here. <laughs> All good. You see me dropping stuff in the background. Thank God we uh, don't I was live trying stream to... these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> All right. Okay. I think Chelsea's got a question for you. Hold on. I do. So what ultimately made you to decide to begin CFFW and what is the main purpose of the foundation? So CFFW kind of stemmed off the blog that I started. Um, when I started the blog, my husband was commuting um, with CalFire. They, I know um, Chelsea and Audrey, you both understand this. Um, they can go anywhere in California. So my husband was commuting seven hours and there was a lot that I was going through that I was writing about. And through that, I met a lot of um, other firewives, other companies and people who um, kind of just showed me that there was a lot bigger need of like support for the home side. And um, not only that, um, Cal Fire, they started doing spouses conferences and I felt that why isn't this like something that's given across the board to all departments, all um, people in the, in the home life that like need to know this information of like what our husbands go through and vice versa, like what we go through at home, husbands, wives, whichever the case is. Um, and so I kind of wanted to start um, doing this and there was a, she was a captain then, she's a battalion chief now. She, her and I got together and talked about it and she had the same thought. And um, so we started CFW Foundation to kind of make this a broader thing because it wasn't just Cal Fire that needs this information. It's all of fire and the home life that needs to have like mental health education. And to me, that's like huge because if we know what to do at home, we know what to expect at home. And if our husbands know how to communicate with us, what they're going through, or a way for us to break that um, gap that we kind of have, of they come home, they're quiet. What do we do? I don't know. Do they go through something or is it just that they're tired or whatever? There's so many scenarios, but um, just kind of a way to bridge that gap between the home life and the station life, because I feel like there was a big empty gap there that shouldn't be there. I think there's still a huge empty gap, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, Chelsea and I were just talking about this yesterday, actually, um, because my husband had his first like official formal debrief um, mm -hmm. and with the city and he's been there for 13 years. And this is the first time they've ever called in a crisis management um, team to come in. And I was like blown away. And he had no idea that this stuff even existed um, in his, like with his union and with yeah. the department. Um, so I think what you're doing and what the departments are doing and, you know, now that the word is getting out there and people are really understanding that mental health, it plays a huge part in what these people do. Um, I think it, it's, it's really finally catching on to be a more normal and hopefully will make a huge difference going forward um, mm -hmm. so that mental health is a huge priority rather than like, eh, we'll talk about it later. Don't worry about it. Like, so I think it's or awesome. Or we won't talk about it at all because it's not something we talk about. Right. Yeah. 
that's that's yeah yeah um so what do you what are your goals for 2021 well we had to take a real big um step back with uh 2020 because we had a big seminar planned in uh, last may and that was kind of like going to be our like starting off thing um with the nonprofit um just to bring that education where both sides could come together and learn together. And then, um, cause that was a big thing for me too, is I want to provide things, not just for one or the other side. I want to bring both sides together at the same time, because I feel like that's when you and your spouse are on the same page, learning the same thing at the same time and not separated still, because I feel like that separation still keeps that gap because you learn something, bring it home and try to talk to them. They don't under, like really get all of what you're saying because they didn't experience that with you. And so um, this year we're kind of looking forward to just figuring out ways to do that through Zoom until we're able to do these things in person. Um, I finally, through some research did find, um, we also want to bring some like CPR classes to prior wives and, um, or girlfriends and, just to help give that education at home. Like if you have an emergency at home, like, and this is how you can handle it. I mean, we're the ones that always are at the park with their children, with other people's children. Like to me, that that's one less call my husband has to go to. Like, that's great. You know, because I was there to provide, you know, we joke around about, oh yeah, it's shift day. Of course we're in the ER or whatever, you know, things always happen when they're gone. So being prepared, I think is a huge thing too. So I did find, um, someone to do those CPR classes. And so hopefully when things open up, we're able to start doing those classes. (laughs) But, um, as of right now, we're kind of just staying with zoom, um, providing little things here and there and doing what we can, um, with our situation we're in. So yeah, you gotta love, you gotta love it, right? And just pivot, pivot, pivot. It's like, yep, everybody's just trying to make everything work. Um, so this is kind of a loaded question. I mean, holding yourself accountable for these goals is, I'm gonna say, like nearly impossible right now, right? Because mm-hmm. we can't control what's happening outside of what we're trying to do because we live in California and we're basically still on lockdown um, or we are on lockdown, right? <laughs> Not basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're very limited to what we can do. So um, I, I mean, how, how do you even attempt to hold yourself accountable during all of this? Um, just trying to keep at least a presence on social media, which is also getting harder and harder. Um, and then just um, there's certain firewives in within the community that, you know, I can text or, you know, like different ways, like personally, I can be there. Um, one of our board members owns a local flower shop. We've done some flower deliveries at the beginning of COVID to a lot of the firewives who were also first responders, like nurses and EMTs and that we knew they weren't all just at home but they were also serving the community as well. So we wanted to like acknowledge them and like try to keep an encouragement and Hey, you know, you are appreciated. Cause I feel like for us at home, knowing that we're appreciated goes a long way. So we've done things like that um, with, cause they can do um, 
you know, floral deliveries and drop it at the door and there's no contact and able to do things like that. Um, with the Zooms, we did, um, I think three, we are, we had a couple of them that didn't go through this last year, but, um, having psychologists on to give the information that people can watch and join in, they can ask questions and get some help that they need. Um, we teamed up with Ashley Iverson. I know you guys had her on um, and did some things with her and that was really great. So this year, just kind of more of like, okay, what worked from doing all those last year and taking that into this year and just trying to keep that momentum in, um, just trying to like, there, I will be completely honest, like there was a period of time last year where it was really hard for me mentally because it's like, okay, this is really hard. Like you said, you know, it's, how do we do this? And so I had to take a couple steps back and really, I mean, I took also took out my home life, like homeschooling and all the other things. So I was getting really overwhelmed. So I had to kind of really step back, reevaluate and be like, okay, like, I know this is something I'm called to do and want to do. So, you know, like let's not put so much pressure on ourselves, but like let it happen organically and just let, you know, we've provided in the background, like support services, phone numbers to psychologists for fire wives who have reached out and asked for help. Like there's a lot of the background scenes happen that people don't see us doing, but we are those kind of things to me mean more than, you know, just, posting or whatever, you know, um, being able to provide something. So tell me about, um, you mentioned like, it's hard staying relevant on social media. Is it because, um, I mean, I know like for Chelsea and I, I know we struggle with this too. Just Mm -hmm. constant, like you have to constantly post to stay relevant. You have to like stay ahead of the algorithm and do all these things. And I know it's super complicated. I think that's why we're sticking in the podcast lane. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's more scheduled and it's like, you know, we we have a plan for it. And um, how how do you deal with that, especially, you know, with the with your kids and having to now take on this teaching role and stuff? um, How how do you deal with trying to stay relevant and trying to get your, you know, your your mission in front of people so more people can utilize it? Yeah. From the beginning, even when I was just doing the blogging part, um, my heart has always been to post from my heart, not post because I have to. And it's super easy to fall into that I have, and I will completely admit that, but like having to post, you know, and like having to stay on top of the algorithms. And I think that's when I find myself struggling with my mental health, like struggling with like, okay, like I'm overwhelmed. I'm not doing good. I'm getting snappy. You know, like I'm all these little things. It's when I say mental health, I just mean like in general, not like yeah, any huge Makes issues sense. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But like, um, so reminding myself of that, like, even if it's just for one person, no matter when or how I post, if that one person is getting something out of it, then that's what the mission is like to just, you know, help one person. If that's all we help that person needed that help. So who am I to say that's not good enough or whatnot. So trying to keep that mindset. So ultimately what is the five-year plan for CFFW? (laughs) (laughs) Once we're past COVID and all of this pandemic lockdown stuff is over 
what are you planning? I know you have conferences planned. What's the, mm-hmm. the ultimately, I'm, I'm sure because you're a nonprofit, you have five, 10, 20 year plan. Um, most people have that generally. So generally, what do you think you'll be doing in five years? Hopefully we'll be able to be in person and um, just really like starting to really break ground for couples and providing um, obviously things cost money. So hopefully having a more um, way to give back to the community with financially um, and just keep getting like information, education to both sides, like at the same time, creating those workshops. And um, since we didn't get to do this last year, we kind of, like I said, have taken a step back from that five-year plan, (laughs) but um, just kind of, you know, continuing on. Um, I don't see us going anywhere. And, but to me, it's all about providing that education and bringing both sides together. So that's kind of the ultimate mission of what we're doing. So I just holding on to that. Um, okay. We're going to switch gears and I'm going to ask you this crazy question. If you could give partners of first responders, one piece of advice, what would you say? Hmm. I would, I've always been a very big person on communication and however that looks like for you and your partner to figure out what works the best for you too and how to communicate healthy and effectively. So that would be my best advice. Um, talking, you know, through those things is communicating and like figuring out like not taking each other so seriously, but like at the same time seriously. <laughs> so <laughs> when you need to, I guess, but communication has always been my number one thing. So Yeah, I love that. Um, I think, you know, I think what you're doing is, is amazing. And I love what you said. I think it is, you know, no matter how relevant you want to be, I think it's, you're relevant to the people who need you. And that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And I think you're doing an amazing job. And I, I know, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, I can't imagine what, um, how it would have been for you because, yeah, I think, that was a hard uh, pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, um, I think you know, just keep going, do your thing. You got yeah, it. for sure. <laughs> okay, so have you heard of the hot seat? No. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> have you never listened to a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> Not long enough for the hot seat, though. Yeah, not not all the way through. Okay, so that's okay because we're gonna tell you what it is. Um, we're gonna fire off rapid fire questions, and you're going to give us split second answers that are just real quick, um, and they're random questions, nothing like too involved. So <laughs> nothing to be afraid of. Okay, <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> yep. All right. What's the latest book that you've read? Um, Nicholas Sparks and I'm totally drawing a blank on the title. I'm in the middle of reading it right now. Uh, his newest, his newest book. He's my favorite. So I love all of his Nicholas books. Sparks is awesome. <laughs> it's his newest one that he has out. So that helps. I didn't even know he had a new one out. So you're about, you're doing better than me. Okay. What does integrity mean to you? 
Integrity means just being a complete, honest, and humble person, no matter who you're in front of, and um, it never changes. Like, you're a good person who makes good choices and is always humble and honest and uh, kind. (laughs) What TV series are you binging while your first responder is on shift? (laughs) Which one am I not? No. um... (laughs) (laughs) Guilty pleasure. I totally watch The Bachelor right now. <laughs> it's so Wait, embarrassing. But the I'll new se- the new one is did that that just started right? It just started. Yeah. I've so, only ever watched one season. Yeah. yeah. I've never it's a guilty pleasure. So you're doing better than me, Audra. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the one season with what was his name, Juan Carlos. Oh my gosh! I was like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I can do this thing. Oh gosh, that was a horrible one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good. Totally out of loop on that one. Um, what is the weirdest thing you've cooked for dinner on a shift night? Um, that's a hard one. Um, weirdest thing? I don't know. Um, like my weirdest thing is I I feed my kids cold cereal. So. Okay. <laughs> and maybe ice cream <laughs> for dinner. um I guess breakfast yeah breakfast like yeah breakfast for dinner I don't know what is one thing you would tell your younger self um that it's all worth it it's a good one I like that yeah what is one thing you do for yourself every day read my bible what do you do when you can't sleep at night? <laughs> Watch TV. <laughs> um. <laughs> Evidently The Bachelor. Okay. <laughs> Not just that one. It was just what popped in my head. <laughs> it's like it's every show. Uh. What is one thing that you do to reconnect with your significant other after a shift? Um. After we put our kids to bed, we kind of just sit and talk about our days and just kind of vent or whatever each other needs, just talking and hanging out together. So, And last one, what is something that you are grateful for? I'm grateful for my family. Just really that's through this last year or two has just really been so important to me and really got me through a lot of things. So I'm grateful for my family. I love that. Well, Abby, we want to thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. We want to thank you for being with us today. For our listeners, if you're interested in learning more about Confession of a Firewife, please visit the website at confessionsofafirefighterwife.com. And you can also follow Abby on the foundation on Instagram. Same handle, right? Confessions of a Firefighter yep. Wife. If you enjoyed the show today and you want to keep hearing more, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. And we're all over the place now. We're on Buzzsprout, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and at DearChiefs.com. And we have our uh, link tree in our bio, too. We have so much stuff. Um, But, Abby, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you again for having me.
Thanks so much for tuning in. Tune in weekly for the 25,000-foot view of loving a first responder. Audra and Chelsea, over and out. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.